Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey, Rags, I heard you got some new skates. I did get some new skates. Where'd you get them from? I got them from 808 Roller Skate. That's one of our sponsors. It is, and that's why I went to them. They're super cool. They're super awesome. They know exactly what I need for my feet because they sit there and they take the time to listen to me. What, like therapy and getting new skates at the same time? Listen, it's more than just therapy. They make you feel good. They make you feel valid. And they give you skates that make your feet feel good which is awesome and very rare. So you guys should go check them out at 808rollerskate.com. Welcome to Frapow. We're your host, Auden Rags. So this week is really exciting because we have a guest here in the studio. Um, we are interviewing one of the co-hosts of the podcast happy never after her name is mara say hi mara hi how are you good <laughs> welcome thank you excited your welcome voice is like very official welcome, welcome. <laughs> um so she is a native of rockford michigan um and now lives in new york city obviously because you're here in the studio with us yes um and she's been married three times engaged seven times She's also an avid cyclist, um, and you know, in New York City, that means that she's been hit by several cars. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, Mara also recently um, went on a tour called Bike Laugh Heal, where she biked over 4,000 miles from New York City to San Francisco. Um, and we're really excited to learn more about that and about your podcast and you and your life and whatever you want to tell us. <laughs> Tell us everything. Okay. <laughs> I was born in Rockford. Um, <laughs> we'll start from the very beginning. How did your parents meet? <laughs> my parents fucked and had my sister early, uh, and then they got married. Uh, okay, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um. So how? So I'm. Um. I like come from the field of um, domestic violence. Uh, like I'm in a social worker who works oh, in the okay. field. Not like, that sounds uh, always really weird unless anyway. You could have pro violence. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I am pro violence <laughs> prevention. Um, so why was um domestic violence an important issue for you to raise awareness about and raise money for and you know, support uh, survivors? My I grew up with a bipolar mother and in a conservative Catholic small town of Michigan upbringing, you don't go to a therapist or seek help for that. So uh, we just had to kind of live through that. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> We're all... Yep, I know. Yes, yeah, like, uh-huh, yes. Uh -huh. Totally get it. So yep. far, so good. We're, yep. all, we're all on the same page. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so my mom was pretty, like, that was her mania and her, her response to things was to be abusive. And then, um, so then I didn't learn from that. So I married the first one who was also abusive. And then I stopped the cycle. And, uh, and then I just, everybody does 
everyone does like the marches and does everything. And I just don't know how much impact that has. So I was like, I'm just going to actually do something. So I did. <laughs> That's it. And you're doing something with the bike ride, 4,000 miles yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that would get a little attention maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Because I, I mean, I feel the same way, like as someone who has helped like organize for those types of events and then like awareness or education for communities, like it feels really like, like you're kind of just talking to a wall. Yes. Yeah. 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 So this way I could actually give money a hundred percent, just like take it out of my hand and give it to people that needed, which was awesome. Uh, Cause a lot of places you give and they're like, Oh, we give 0.14% back to mm-hmm. who we actually mm-hmm. say, you know, and you're like, Oh yeah. Such a pain. Not- yeah. So did you do this bike ride solo or did you do this with like a group of people? My sister and brother-in-law joined me for 211 miles of it, but the Mm -hmm. rest of it I did solo. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's like, that's really impressive. I mean, I know that you um, are, you're already the cyclist, but that's a, I just don't have an attention span that that's long. (laughs) (laughs) I it's hard for me to finish a movie. (laughs) I literally listened to like six songs for the last 12 states it was crazy I was like what am I am I going crazy am I, am I alive right now <laughs> so like did you camp along I have so many questions just about the cycling alone did you like camp along the way like how did this work I I did camp some of it KOA all the way uh, <laughs> I lost my really expensive swimsuit there and Aww. they were like oh we thought it was underwear I was like no it's a $400 bikini <laughs> uh, you don't understand <laughs> how am I going to shower now uh, uh, I did that but I stayed in really cheap hotels along the way Okay. and uh, yeah because I tried to do the camping thing but then it took me an hour to set up the tent and I was more exhausted and then I had to make my own food at that I was mm-hmm. like alright I can't do this and then go do comedy on top of it pass oh, yeah. so you're like like 80% wild <laughs> it was yeah but I stayed with a lot of friends <laughs> I had a tough time coming back I was like how do I be inside she's so. 20% house trained <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with that. I pee in a lot of plants. Now. <laughs> Did you have it like a shiwi? What's a shiwi? Oh my god, you don't know a shiwi is like this thing that okay, you go out, like so when you're outside and you're hiking or you're camping or whatever, you have the shiwi that like facilitates women, you know, peeing oh, without it like spraying all, all over your legs no. because you don't get the direct where it goes. So the shiwi helps direct the flow. <laughs> I My, just do the lean up against the wall, uh, the the tree, like the wall sit. Yeah, on the tree. Yeah. Oh, I just don't like having the whole process of like having to take your pants down and like avoid your shoe. I just it's annoying. Yeah. That's why you get a she way <laughs> so you can like direct it. I've been using depends, so I mean that feels <laughs> a lot better. That's an old hunting trick. Men do that, and I was like, I think men just like to wear depends. <laughs> yeah, it's like why men can just go literally wherever they're standing, unless it's like negative twenty, and then they're gonna get frostbite on like good their wee wee. I, mean- <laughs> I mean, yeah, they probably deserve it. <laughs> That's what you get. So, how was your experience like as a woman who was doing this mostly solo bike ride across the country? Okay, so I was riding solo. I need to. T- I did have a truck following me with like cameras and stuff. Okay. Oh, okay. So that would make that. I mean, it's a little bit 
That makes me feel a little better. But the person that was driving was like, I don't know. She lived under a rock her whole life. We stopped in (laughs) Kentucky. (laughs) We stopped in Kentucky once. And we went into this one gas station to get ice and water because it was like 100 degrees. And um, she's standing over by the coolers picking out waters. And uh, I walk in and these huge dudes start following me over to the cooler. And so I get over to her and I go, just go outside and turn the car around and get it ready. And she goes, well, do you want this kind or this kind? (laughs) I was like... Get the fuck outside and get in the car right now. Oh and she did not get it. I go, hand me the bottles and go outside. <laughs> so I just made sure she got out and got in the car. And then I just set them down and went out. I was like, let's find someone else to get water. Let's just die on the road. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so she just was not aware of her surroundings. Aww. She hit me once with the car. Uh, <laughs> no big deal. NBD. <laughs> I chipped my knee. Oh, uh, my I God. Know, she hit, well, I grabbed the, the front bumper and, like, flew underneath it, but she rolled over the tire, and which my knee was trapped under. Oh, my God. I got, I got out from under, and I was like, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe fall back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get the zoom in correct. <laughs> Wait, okay, so what mile what mile did this happen on? Like did this happen oh, like on like mile one? Oh my god. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right wow. before That's Pittsburgh. Last- it definitely popped my hip out. And then uh that became an issue. And then it by the time I got to Chicago it was like unbearable. So then I started taking ice baths every night. Mm-hmm. Like just buying like twenty bags of ice and sitting in it in in the hotel tubs. Which oh is god. fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean I have horrible knees and I just like refuse to do stretches um so I know it's I, I've been doing them because it's horrible and wet and cold outside so my knees mm-hmm. hurt but I can't imagine dedicating myself enough to do ice baths well it hurts so bad yeah and I was like sure. okay let's do this let's just oh get gosh. it done I yeah. would have I would have given up yeah so I'm very impressed at your like at the point where I chipped my knee I've been like okay <laughs> Well, I gained 20 pounds to do this, and I was not going to stop till I lost it again. <laughs> I was like, hell no. <laughs> I'm not going so did you, back did to you, New York like a fat did ass. Did you lose your 20 pounds? Yeah, I did. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. I, I gained a few back already, but I was like, I love food. <laughs> it's wintertime. You have to it's like. so good. Yeah, you got to prepare, especially yeah. in New York. I know. I have a chef boyfriend. He makes food. I know, it's so hard. Life is so difficult, man. (laughs) (laughs) Eating and shit. (laughs) Um, So you were saying that you were able to give money to the survivors. Yes. um, Like physically actually being able to hand it over to them. So then how did you make money to do this along the way? Was it like a mile per mile thing? Like you No, I did 38 comedy shows. Okay. So... um, not every night, but a lot of nights, mm-hmm. uh, did comedy shows and we gave all the ticket sales to the local shelter. Oh, okay. And then we would have those shelter come and represent and then we would just hand them to check. That's awesome. Yeah, it was great. That's really cool because I think mm-hmm. a lot of the times, well, at least in the shelter that I was working for, um, we get a lot of like clothing donations, which is really great and we do need them. But mm-hmm. then a lot of times we get so much during certain times of the year that we can't really use them. And honestly, what we need at the end of the day or was like money, just like link. Just give money. Yeah, just like a money without strings. Don't tell me where it goes, but just money so we can 
pay your staff and pay for, you know, tampons and like yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. When we were in Nebraska, it was really neat. We went to the shelter and their whole entire storage closet was empty of mm-hmm. the things that you can't buy from with WIC cards. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I said, I said, give me a list. I took a picture. I took a little video. I put it on my Instagram and I said, hey, anybody want a Venmo bike left heel? And then we'll go to Walmart after the show and refill the, and they get, we got up to $2,000. We got almost wow. $2,000 and we filled wow. the whole thing. And Holy shit. yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really good. <laughs> but just like, so we walk into the shelter to give them all their things the next day. And uh, my driver, she, there's like a little kid in the front room and she goes, what are you doing here? I was like, oh my God, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, she sounds like a gem. I know. I know. Woo! It was a. I was like, I have to stay alive from her. <laughs> I feel like after a while, though, it becomes like comedic relief that like you just need somebody like that yes. to keep you sane. We got to New Mexico, and uh, at this point, I was like a little. It was rough. I was like, I am tired. <laughs> no. I told the host of the show, I was like, and I'm not going to say which show, but I was like, can you please just fuck her? I just need her to like be away from me. for like, <laughs> like She wants to sleep away. with you. You want to sleep with her? Just uh, make sure it's consent and uh, have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> we need some space. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we did. And there we go. <laughs> it was great. It was a great morning. Like, breakfast by myself. So nice. <laughs> not getting hit by a car this time. <laughs> Um, so what was your favorite part of the trip? Oh my gosh. Um, Chicago was great. I love Chicago. Um, my co-host flew in for that one. All of his family lives there. Um, the owner of the Bulls came. That was pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, that was neat. And then, um, when I got to Portland, my best friend lives there. So Mm -hmm. I stayed with her for a bit and, uh, Port Townsend in Washington is so beautiful. It's like this tiny little island off of Seattle that we did a show. My cousin is a fiddle player there. Oh. So we went up and did a show there. It was so, that was like neat. Like seeing the country so slowly was uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of cool. So yeah, I guess the whole thing really. Grand Canyon is so beautiful. It's so am- I was like, that's, you know, like. It's not going to be that impressive. Like, why would you travel to the desert? Um, I'm from Florida originally, so it's like, why would you want to do that? Why go from the swamp to the desert? <laughs> and um, we went, and I, I've never seen anything like. Didn't you cry? Like I immediately, cried. Like, it was like te- so beautiful. Yes, and tears. it's so vast. Mm, and just, it was like, okay. <laughs> I've never been there. <laughs> it hailed when we were there. I literally said. I was, we were talking about how beautiful the weather was. And then I was like, yeah, like it would be really weird if it hailed right now. Literally two seconds later, it started fucking hailing (laughs) at the Grand Canyon and then like finished like, you know, like five minutes later. No big deal. No big deal. Please don't offer to drive my next. No, absolutely not. (laughs) So how long did it take for you to go from New York City to San Francisco? Well, I went, um... New York City, San Diego, San Francisco. Oh, okay. So it took me 58 days to get to San Diego, and then it took me another 16 to get to San Francisco. So, yeah. Wow. It's a it's long like, time. California is big. It's huge. Big. 
Um, so for people who aren't familiar with your podcast, oh yes, tell us a little bit about it. Happy Never After. Uh, my co-host Andrew, who's never been in a relationship, and myself, who's been in too many, uh, we get together and we talk about no shame in life after divorce. Like a lot of people feel like you're a failure if you get divorced or if you break up or, I mean, breakups are tough right now because you're so public on social media about, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I love him, I love him. And then all of a sudden he just disappears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, bitch, you broke up. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like thinking of all the like Kardashians, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so mad about that right now. Oh yeah. The Chloe mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And yes. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the podcast, we can come back to that. <laughs> <laughs> like put a pin in that. We'll explain the Kardashian drama to you. Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I just talk about how you should just keep living life. And if you want to date, date. If you don't want to date, who cares? But uh, find out why that didn't work and maybe what's missing from your own personal life and move forward. Follow your dreams, babies. <laughs> <laughs> how did so? How did you and Andrew meet? Dog walking. <laughs> <laughs> I came to the city and I was supposed to be on the show about dogs, about training dogs, and he worked for the guy that was on the show. And then I got scammed into dog walking, and he was committed to a dog walking, and <laughs> that's how we became friends. <laughs> I feel like most good stories in New York City revolve around like dog walking. Yes. Yeah. I personal train full time during the day and mm-hmm. some of my clients that I have private they're like, oh, I can't pers- I can't do it today. Can you just take my dog out instead? And I charge them for a full hundred and thirty five dollars and they walk their dog <laughs> for twenty minutes. <laughs> I leave. I mean it's a full hour, but twenty minutes and then I bounce. <laughs> God New York. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I have a new gig idea. <laughs> oh my gosh. We're going to personal train. <laughs> and I'll walk the dogs. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. I love I love dogs. And I love working out. You do. So I'll train them and you could walk the dogs. There you go. Yeah, that's perfect. I'm into that. That's fine. Whatever gives me off my job. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so then we, we started chatting and both of us have like crazy stories because we never say no to anything. So um, we just talk about it. We're pretty open about things. We say no to everything. So <laughs> anxiety says no to everything. <laughs> oh my God. Andrew has the worst anxiety too, but he drinks through it. Like his, all of his stories involve like getting hammered so he can get through that. So feeling. like healthy coping mechanisms. Super, super yeah. healthy. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I manage all my yeses with getting high. So perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get high. I'd fall asleep. So, oh, which high? Oh, I've done all the highs. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, marijuana high, but tell us about all the other yeah, highs. I want to hear about all the other highs. I don't care about the marijuana high. I know what that's like. Yeah, I was I was actually with my boyfriend's friends, and they're so judgmental. And I was like, they go, how come you never share anything? I was like, I've done some wild shit. I can't share things with you. You're just going to look at me like, oh, my God, you did blow with who? And then you fell down the stairs and busted your face on their uh, chair rail? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> that. But I will talk about it on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you should talk listen. about it on our podcast. <laughs> yeah. I went to a Hollywood party once and uh, there was a gunshot in the front through the front door. And I was like, I don't think this is a good idea, but let's go. And then <laughs> and there's just like pounds of Coke because they had just bought a dispensary. And oh. so they were celebrating. 
And I just remember staring at this one girl who had like the biggest fake boobs, like the ones that you see on Botched. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I couldn't understand how her dress was staying up. Like I was like, the science behind this dress, or just like is how incredible. she Physics. was like staying up. That's what my I'm always alien. And there's a, like a lot of giggling. And I was like, it's 10 a.m. and we're still doing this. And uh, I was like, how are we still awake? And she just keeps giggling away. I was like, hmm, interesting. 10 a.m. I just like sleep too much. <laughs> like sleep too much. I have too much anxiety to do any sort of uppers. Well, you just got to power through it. So once you feel the anxiety, you do a little bit more. <laughs> and it gets better. Yeah. Have you ever seen the show Blue Mountain State? No. Oh, my God. So there's, okay, there's this character named Thad, and there's this giant pile of cocaine, like a mountain of cocaine, and there's this very iconic scene where he shoves his whole face into it, comes out, and his face is covered in cocaine, and he just goes, cocaine, <laughs> after he's been on, like, a cocaine bender for, like, however many days. And that's what I that's what I think about every single time somebody says cocaine. Yeah, no, I think about Johnny Depp in the movie Blue. Oh, I didn't no. see that either. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> You're so unworldly. I know. <laughs> what have I been doing? We're going to tell the cyclist that bike from New York to California <laughs> that she's unworldly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just going to go get There's lots the of judgment on this part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly about not seeing certain shows, not about the cocaine. Do all the cocaine you want. <laughs> Actually, don't do all the cocaine you want, but like at least go see some TV shows. <laughs> I haven't done it in a while. I just I was talking about how we used to do Molly behind the bar, and Andrew goes, uh, I was like, because we couldn't drink, and you really just get sick of people coming up and hitting on you and being annoying. So you're like, how can you get around this? Oh, just do a little bit of Molly. Just like a... It's like a... Like microdosing like a, on yeah. Molly. Yes. And then he goes, didn't you just work there last year? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, details. <laughs> yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> um, one of my sisters actually uh, was on Molly and was coming home from an EDM concert. She lives in Bangkok. Hell yeah. And um, she broke her ankle, doesn't know how it happened, but <laughs> broke it so badly that the bone, like the bones were cutting off circulation in her foot and they thought that she was going to have to get her foot amputated <gasps> because of Molly. Because Molly. That is a so good do Molly party. sitting down and then don't move. Yeah, yeah that's why I was like, <laughs> luck. why weren't you just like dancing like in a field? Like, you know, that you feel like EDM concerts always happen like on grass. Maybe that's. Or in a warehouse, but that's different. Anyway, I'm done now. <laughs> Bangkok doesn't have grass. I don't know what I'm talking about. I've never done Molly. So maybe you maybe should. Maybe you should. Microdose. Yeah. <laughs> microdose. Let's microdose and then have an episode. Yes. Actually, let's not because no, our partners episode. will kill us. Kidding. <laughs> Just kidding, partners. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not on Molly right now. What? What? <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> I have so many questions. Anyways, so I want to talk about your all of your relationships. Cause I think it's really um, awesome that you're really open about them and like open about you know getting divorced and it not being sort of an end, yeah, the things. So I don't really know if there's a question in there, but I just want to talk <laughs> about it. Okay. Um, I first I'm from Michigan, like where you get that's your end goal is to get married, right? Mm, so yes, that's, that's like what you're I'm, taught mm-hmm. to get married. Yeah, right. So that's like 
even when I, I showed my mom like a house that I wanted, I was like, ooh, look at this house. And she goes, better marry rich. I was like, I think I could probably buy it myself, right? I could probably just get it. <laughs> like I'm my, could, I'm one solid could, unit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Strange. Yeah. So um, I got engaged the first time when I was 18 uh, to a West Point cadet. And then um, mm. he was being shipped off to Germany. And I was like 18. So I was like, I don't want to move to Germany. So this is off. And then <laughs> I graduated <laughs> college really early. And I started working for a car company. And I my boss was very charming and British and married at the time. And, uh, well, he was separated. He was getting his divorce. And as soon as his divorce paperwork came through the next weekend, we went to Vegas and got married. I was 19. He was 52. And oh, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Hugh Grant. Yeah. But fat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And yeah, um, actually, he his I just texted him because I was like, how long were we married? I'm trying to write this thing. Um, two and a half years, <laughs> question mark or one and a half question mark. And then his new wife, his sixth wife wrote me back. It was insane. I put it on my Instagram. It's nuts. And she goes, uh, this is this is uh, Jason's current wife. Uh, I would he knows that I'm writing you this. I would appreciate it if you didn't write us anymore. Blah blah blah. Lindsay M. Like I don't know our last name is Miller. Like come on, <laughs> we were right. So then I wrote back, "Cool, Lindsay. I ain't trying to fuck. Um, just want to know how long. Do you know? <laughs> like, I'm just trying to write this thing for work. So if you could just find out if he's right next to you." I'll be on my way. Okay, thanks. (laughs) And then she got crazy. And then uh, she sent me a picture of herself. Oh, okay. I got got mean. You needed that. I needed it. Yeah. And then I offered my personal training services because I said from the looks of it, she needed it. And then... And then we spiraled from there. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know. So where do we find this conversation? It's on my Instagram. It's like, I'll show it to you. Okay. Oh God, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. So so I married him. I stayed with him. Who knows how long? Um, and then got divorced. I immediately got together with my second husband who was I was training him for the Olympics for triathlons and um because I got out of the first I was working in finance and I was like I hate offices I'm not made for an office I so I started cycling and then I made the team because there's not a lot of female cyclists so uh but we also don't get paid very much Mm -hmm. so I was like what do else do I do to stay in a gym so I started personal training um and then I met Mike, second husband, and married him pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And then I was only married to him for 17 days. And then um, after... Did you guys get married on bikes? We got... We got we did, actually. Because <laughs> uh, his mom was ruining my marriage, like the whole reception situation, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I wanted to be like, chips, nachos, and tacos, and like, chill, margaritas, you know, Cinco de Mayo, let's keep it cash. And she was like, we are having... Uh, Shobani chairs and we're doing lace la 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 and I was like listen lady were you like listen lady this ain't my first rodeo (laughs) I know I was like I can't do this Celadon green dresses yes her daughter had the exact same wedding two years later after we were way divorced 
I was Facebook stalking and I was like, ah, uh, this is my wedding. How dare you take it? Those were all my ideas. <laughs> Those were all your my ideas. <laughs> uh, so 17 days. Mm-hmm. Was it because of the mother-in-law? It was, it had a little bit to do with mother-in-law. It had a little bit, a lot to do with him. I just wasn't, we weren't a good match. Like from the start, I knew it wasn't, like I should not have married him. But once the save the dates go out, you're like, start oh, yeah, to panic. Com- I gotta do yeah, it. Yeah, I gotta, have to, I'm committed. I've said this thing and now I'm gonna do it. Um, and then I was also training my billionaire client and I moved right in with him after I separated from and dated him for like four years. I he proposed, but I found out that he was sleeping with like 10 prostitutes a week. So that had to go. I was like, why are you so good at sex? Oh, you're very well practiced (laughs) all the time. (laughs) And then, uh, uh, an arrangement at the gym, a guy asked me to marry him as an arrangement, um, another officer and then another husband. (laughs) It gets like less original. Like I know. Yeah. Like I'm waiting for the fourth one. It's gonna be like a green card marriage. (laughs) No. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I would do that. Call me anyone. No. I'm. I have a friend who did that actually. Yeah. Yeah. And also someone in the room. Oh yeah. We. I have two friends that did that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I dated my. The last one was a bartender that I worked with. Um. I. Think it's really interesting that in the times that you've gotten married, that it's been like really quick. Um, but you've like dated people for like years. I'm good at that. Like if I, it's a daily commitment, yeah, to each other, I'm very okay with that. But once the marriage happens, I feel like my walls are closing in, and I have no choice anymore, and I need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Hi friends, it's Auden Rags from Frau Pau, and we're here to tell you about our amazing sponsor, 808 Roller Skate. They're really awesome. Um, It is a roller skate shop that sells all of your possible skating needs. Um, And it was started by two roller derby skaters, which is really awesome. So when you go, they definitely know what they're talking about, for sure. And if you need any wheels, helmets, whistles, if you're a ref, if you're thinking about getting started in the sport, they have everything from what you need to get started to what you need to keep playing at a more advanced level. They're just, they're really knowledgeable and super helpful. And respectful of your budget. Yes, and respectful of you as a human being. Which is always good. Yes, for sure. You can find them at 808rollerskate.com. It's 808rollerskate.com. Go and check them out. So on your show, uh, you and Andrew discuss sex and dating. Are those topics that you feel are important to discuss openly? Yeah, everything. (laughs) You need to talk about everything. I think it's really um, cool that it's cool. Um, (laughs) Finger guns. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it's awesome that you have... um, a straight guy on your show, like talking to you about it. Cause I feel like, well, at least maybe this is just like the circles I run in. Um, but like only really listen to like women talk about like their experiences, mm-hmm. um, with whomever, but, or, or I just don't lis- listen to straight guys talk about being horrible. Well, Andrew's pretty unique in 
the fact that he is a straight, white, attractive male who um, is not judgmental at all. And so when I talk to him about things, I don't feel like he's taking he's taking all the points and breaking me down with it. So mm-hmm. if I say something like, oh, I went to a sex party and did this and this, he's like, well, you're too old for that. Like, like he's like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he's he's like, okay, what happened? And, you mm-hmm. know, he just likes to hear the story, and he thinks I'm insane just for a lot of reasons, but not because I go to sex party. Yeah. So he doesn't like mansplain things to you. Never. I'm much more experienced than he is. So I mean, he just started having sex again. Um, yeah, he's oh, he, only, okay. yeah. Okay. He's not. Well, I mean, he he was having sex while he was drinking, but then he took a lot of time off when he kind of, cause drinking gives him anxiety unless you power through it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not drinking to not have anxiety. And so he wasn't having sex, but now he's having sober sex, which I think is great. That's awesome. And I also feel like that might be a little bit easier in terms of like physiologically. Oh, you mean getting like, his penis up? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like no whiskey dick. Yeah. 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 I think about that with my boyfriend right now. Cause like he has, he had ED pills in his, in his, uh, dresser and mm-hmm. I opened the dresser and I thought they were condoms at first and we don't use condoms. So I was like, immediate, I was like, who the fuck are you sleeping with? <laughs> 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 and I shut the drawer and then I waited for him to go to the bathroom and I looked at them and I was like, why do you have dick pills? And then he like, was telling me, he goes, because sometimes I don't feel like I perform well enough, you know, blah, blah, blah. At the sex party, he couldn't get hard, but also he drank a lot beforehand. And that was why I was telling you about the, his whiskey dick. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I. it's hard because you're like, want to loosen up, want to like not be so anxious because like I... I want if I was at a sex party, I would honestly be in the corner and just be like overwhelmed and like overstimulated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I don't know which way to go. <laughs> and to the sex toys. You go to the sex toys. <laughs> just like in the corner by myself. With a sex toy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's why you go to the sex party to be by yourself in the corner. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like showing up to the orgy and then, you know, being in the corner by the window, like with your own sex this toy. This is a great <laughs> buffet, you guys. <laughs> You guys are doing great. Keep going. Like, I think I see the cat over there. I'm going to just like, go say hi. There's another pussy. <laughs> there is a lot of that, though. A lot of people that just stand around and stare. And you're like, okay. You want to, like, come in? Like, you want to, like... Put your right foot in? Put your right foot out? You don't notice them after a while. <laughs> oh, I guess... So one thing I did want to ask about... Um, like in terms of, uh, of like being really open and trusting, like in relationships, um, because the two of us are very much not that way. Um, I speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to hear your thoughts on like how you've been able to do that like so often I think through I mean maybe you haven't so correct me if I'm wrong but like I mean I've been with my partner and I was like if we ever break up like I'm never dating anyone else um I think that all the time I 
always think I'm not going to be with anybody. And I tell everyone that I start dating, I don't want to date. And then I just end up in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> like six months later. How did this happen? <laughs> like this last one, he used to own a bar. And who wants to date a bar owner? No one. They are flirts and they are little whores and that's like I didn't I was like I don't want to be with a bar owner I will never be with you and he's never had a girlfriend and lo and behold here we are a year and a half later this has to go great I know know. this has been over a year and every all of his friends are like you've lasted the longest I don't know how you do it I was like I don't know either I don't know what's happening (laughs) I just keep waking up and he's still here He makes food. I come over. That's, <laughs> that's about it, I guess. Maybe that's the key: is the dating someone now who cooks for you. I think. Yeah, this one's pretty good. He has cheated on me once, um, and that was rough to get through because yeah. I have. That's typically been a reason I would leave before, um, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna try and work through this one. Mostly because he was actually sincerely sorry. Yeah. And we're all adults, and it was I was gone for three and a half months, so I kind of get it, you know. I don't know. Yeah. So how did you end up working through that? Because I think I think about that a lot. Like, well, not in, like not a lot, like every day or anything, but just like what you would do in those cases, like, um, it's it's a decision that you have to make, and it's a lot of like you have to. I only asked him as many questions as I wanted to hear the truth on as much as I could take because it was a stressful time and I would like get so panicky and fall asleep because I would the stress would make me fall asleep. It was insane. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's enough. I need to take a 10-hour nap. <laughs> and then um, he's been very honest about everything since then. Like he doesn't – it's been so ridiculous and I never wanted to be this person, but I was like, you can't follow any single girls on Instagram. Like you just until things are until we're at a better place, you can't. And and if you do, then we'll have a problem. Like there has to be boundaries now. Yeah. So and before it was like, Willy Nelly, I trust you. Now mm-hmm. it's like, I don't. <laughs> so that's we're working on it. Yeah. So how long have you guys how long has it been since you guys have been back together? We never broke up over it, but uh he did it over the the problem is, is that there's always like events and if I say I'm going to do something, I follow through with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I came back to surprise him for his birthday and the surprise was on me. And uh, yeah, I found out then and I was like, oh, I was throwing together this whole birthday party. And then I was throwing him like this. Let's go on a trip thing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fuck, now I got to be at this birthday party. <laughs> like, Green. So I invited some of my comedian friends and I got hammered and then uh, went on the trip and had fun and we never really discussed it. And then um, I had a podcast guest therapist talk to us. (laughs) (laughs) Work it out live. That's that's how we should do it. If you have a problem, if you and your partner have a problem or if my partner and I have a problem, we're going to bring them on and that's how we're going to stop. The two of them will love that and also will definitely not like freeze up. Like, oh yes, <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a great idea. It's foolproof. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. I was like, ooh, we're not gonna make it. <laughs> but you oh, did. Yeah. We did. I because I constantly would ask because it made me feel very insecure. And so I was asking him. I was like, D- is this something that you want to work on? Yeah. Is this something? He was like, yes. And I was like, okay. 
because that I, I just need to like constant reassurance that this is something that you actually want to do. Because if you right. don't, if that was like a self a sabotaging thing, I'm okay being alone. Like I'm we go. And, uh, You'll find another one soon yeah, enough. I, I don't know what happens. I trip over dicks and then that's it. Like, and then they move in. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, it's a it's a choice. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm still like working it out, but yeah, here we are. And you're not married yet, so no, there's I that. A plus on that one. I know. <laughs> so Mara, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me through my podcast at Happy Never After Podcast on Instagram, H&A Pod on Twitter, or you can follow me directly at Mara Merrick on Instagram. Um, if you want to look up Lindsay M and I's uh, combo, it's there. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'm going to go do that right now. <laughs> Thanks for listening to us. Um, we hope you loved our, our interview with Mara as much as we loved it. Um, and... You can send us love notes at fraupalpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at fraupalpodcast. And we're also on the good old Facebook mm-hmm. at fraupalpodcast. We're not on Twitter because I think Twitter is for politicians now. And comedians and Cardi B. And old white men. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Don't, Don't be a dick. dick. Hi, my name is Gina Bloom, and I am the host of the brand new podcast, Sweet, A Lady's Guide to Bro Culture. I, a transgender female comedian in New York City, bring uh, some of my favorite funny ladies into the male-dominated pop culture of the past 20 years. Movies that I grew up on when I was growing up male that I still love and sometimes loathe to this date. We watch Rocky movies. We watch Patrick Swayze action movies. We listen to Insane Clown Posse records. We do it all, and we regret it sometimes, and sometimes it's pretty amazing. Here's some clips from season one. It feels good, doesn't it? Like you're still alive, right? Yeah! Because when I was talking to these two guys, I was like, I haven't seen Fight Club. I'm like, what? You haven't seen Fight Club? I'm like, you haven't seen Elf, so we're the same. Exactly. Um, Elf is These are both classics, both classic movies, and there's no excuse for either one of us. I think you'd be surprised at the uh, broad taste of Juggalos. Like, there are a few people that I see at concerts, but I don't even know their name, but I get so excited when I see them, and, you know, we, like, hang out and talk, but I couldn't tell you his fucking name right now. I can tell you what he looks like. He's uh, white. Usually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's taking care of their kid? He's, like, the watching robot. TV with his the two robot. best friends. The actual like, robot. Because oh, she's the robot's behind them, like, with, with pizza. You can find Sweet, A Lady's Guide to Bro Culture on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And you can follow me, Gina Bloom, on Twitter and Instagram at Gina Bloom or on the web at GinaBloomDoesComedy.com. Hey, even the Mona Lisa's falling apart.